Welcome to Lead to Succeed. This is the podcast to hear from the leaders of today in various fields, from entrepreneurs to corporate directors. We hear their stories, lessons learned and challenges faced, as well as insights and advice to become a successful and an inspiring leader. The podcast is presented by us, Callum and Rebecca Jenkins, as we both believe that we all have the potential to be outstanding leaders if that's what we choose. Hi everyone, we are very excited to have even Evan Carmichael on our podcast today. Now, Evan is a real inspiration and there is so much about the inspiration that he spreads, how he supports entrepreneurs to be successful leaders. So we're truly privileged to have you on our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us from Canada, I think. Yeah, from Canada. Thank you for the love. And it's great to be on a, on a mother-son podcast duo. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you for that. The, the reason why we do that is because we've both got different perspectives on leadership being at different ages. So um, it's good for us to, to share that afterwards. And we do a quick take afterwards to say what our different views are. So we, let's get straight into the and ask you the first question, which uh, Callum. Oh, you may like to introduce yourself a bit more to start with. Oh, Sorry. that works. No, no, I like it. That's a great <laughs> intro. Let's go. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> All right, brilliant. Cheers, Evan. Well, thanks very much for being on. Uh, now you've obviously had a lot of experience, you know, in uh, previous career running your own business and things like that, and obviously meeting some some other really inspirational people as well, like Gary Vee and Tony Robbins. Um, and I just wanted to kick things off with a pretty straightforward question. Um, what would you say leadership means to you? wanting other people to win more than you want them to win with you. So when I'm bringing somebody on my team, I, I want them to win as humans. You know, I want them to, I want to understand what they want in a life and I want to see if I can help them get that. And if not, then how can they go off and do something and how can I be the path? I've had to kick people out of my team because even though they might love working with us, like you need to take the next step and I can't provide it for you, but we'll give you the setup to the next step. And, and when you do that, you, you get their hearts and souls, not just their minds, when they feel like you want them to win as people more than just wanting them to win in your business. Awesome, that's really good. I mean, we've had a couple of other people that have said similar sort of things that I have about, you know, it's all about like the personal development of others kind of above and beyond yourself. Um, so it's kind of, as you said, it's all about sort of like being able to sort of help inspire people and like really get them going kind of down their own path. Is that sort of like that? I think it's understanding what do they want out of life? You know, I think a lot of people, they struggle. They don't know what they want. They, they don't know where to go. They might love the mission that they're on with you. But when you can sit down and actually understand what does this human want? Where should they go? And, and I, you know, as a leader, you've seen a little bit more than they have. You have a little bit more exposure to the world than they do. So if you can help bring that out to know this is where you should be playing, then you can think, okay, well, can I provide that opportunity for them or not? You know, I had a guy working for me who was doing a great job uh, doing a lot of my social media content and replying to people on, on, on emails and just my, my customer service who wanted to have a bake shop. Like his dream was to have a bake shop. And I have no interest in getting into the, the, the bake shop business, right? I mean, it's like maybe believe cakes. I don't know. It's not something that's going to be anytime soon. And he loved working with me and he loved the, you know, the connection, the community and the mission. But ultimately, he was just too afraid to go and do his bake shops. Like, at the end of this year, I'm firing you. <laughs> so you can, I love you. And 
you have no job at the end of this year because you have to go open your bake shop, go work with a baker. Like you've got to go do that thing because that's the best thing for you. Uh, and so I think that's what leadership is, is, is understanding what the people on your team, what they want, what they need, what they could be good at, having a bigger vision for them than, than they may even see in themselves, believing yeah. in them more than they believe in themselves, and then giving them a path to go accomplish it, even if it means sending them out of your company, because that's the best thing for them. Awesome. I think that's a really good insight. Thanks for that, Evan. Um, now, I was going to say, you've had um, you know, a couple of different roles as a leader, perhaps, you know, when it was when you, when you, when you were younger, running your own sort of biotech software company, or now with your YouTube channel and all the other things we're doing as well. Was there a particular moment in time when you felt you first stepped into a leadership position? And then also perhaps, you know, what did you, what did you learn from that? The starting point was learning to lead myself. I think it's really hard to be a good leader for other people until you're a good leader yourself because people want to look to you and say, hey, I can learn something from this somebody. And if you look like a total disaster because you're not following through on anything, nobody wants to be led by that person, right? So it's great to say something, but, but your actions speak really loudly. And so in the early days of my first business, I struggled a lot. I was, I was you know, 19 to 22 in that, in that biotech software company. And I struggled with self-doubt. I struggled with self-worth. I struggled with not getting results and feeling like a just total loser. And I had to learn to lead myself first uh, and not just have my partners tell me what to do. I had to, I had to step up into that role. Um, from there, every new person that we brought onto the team, I tried to push just a little bit more, help a little bit, you know, stronger. Uh, and I think it's as you grow as a leader, I see it, you're never done, right? You're never done growing as a leader. John Maxwell or whoever you think is the greatest leadership person of all time, they're still not done. They're still learning. They're still growing. So I see leadership as a mountain that you're climbing, but it's an endless mountain. There's no top. You just, you want to keep climbing, keep learning and get another tool in your arsenal or another perspective that can help. And so every step that you take on the mountain of leadership, you can reach back and help somebody else get to where you're at, right? You can't help somebody get above you because you haven't gone there yet. But if you're on step five, and John Maxwell's on step 8,000, you know, you can help somebody get to step four because you're at step five. Yeah. So every, every time that you learn a little bit more, you, can, you have another tool to be able to use to pull somebody up uh, to where you're at. Awesome. I think that's a really good description of that. Thanks, Evan. And I think I could definitely relate to what you were saying as well. You know, you said when you were a bit younger and you were running your own business and you had that self-doubt a little bit at times. And over the course of the past couple of years, I've also had a go at running my own business. And there was definitely times when I felt like that as well. I was, you know, kind of not really sure if this is, if this is working, you know, am I the right person to be doing this and so on. And sort of had that self-doubt a little bit as well, as you mentioned. Um, would you have any advice to, for perhaps other like young entrepreneurs that may be embarking on a similar journey of how they can kind of overcome that? And as you said, you know, be able to, you know, lead themselves a bit more. Yeah. I think the whole self-doubt thing is interesting. That's, that's maybe a break in the leadership uh, community. I'm curious your perspective too. Some people say, no, the leader has to have all the answers. The leader has to know what they're doing. The leader has to be the person, the general, the front who is just always sure. And that's going to inspire confidence. And others will say, no, you have to true leadership is with vulnerability and, and saying, Hey, I'm afraid. And I don't know if this is going to work out or not. And I don't know what I'm doing, but still having the courage to go off and do the thing. I fall much more into the second camp. Um, I won't say like if it's right or wrong, but I fall more into the second camp of, listen, I'm still, I still doubt myself. I, I still uh, am afraid to do things. 
Uh, I think that's actually good. I think if there's nothing in your calendar that you're afraid of, then you hate your life. You, you're just photocopying every single day over and over again. You, you stopped climbing. You're just at a plateau because every growth comes on the other side of doing something difficult. And so you can either pretend to the world that you're not scared or you can show the world that you are. And then in doing the thing that you're afraid to do gives people, I think, permission to go off and do the thing for them, right? If, if you always look perfect, people will look at you and say, oh, they're just perfect. You know, I, I can't learn from that person because they don't understand what I'm going through. Meanwhile, no, you're still struggling and suffering and having a hard time and still showing up and still having the courage to do the thing. I think that's a source of inspiration for the people who are under you and your organization or around you and your social circles or social media. I think it's just a, a choice of how you want to show up. I just lead, I default more to the vulnerability side than the perfect side. Um, I agree with that even. I, have, I learned that as a difficult lesson myself as an MD. I thought I had to have all the answers and realized I didn't. And when I didn't, I got a much better response from the team because I was just saying, I don't know what to do next. One of my biggest lessons in business. So uh, I, I agree with that completely. You've obviously faced lots of challenges as you've um, expanded your network and inspired so many people. I'd love to hear about some of those challenges and how you've picked yourself up and got on with it and you know how you've dealt with that. I think every time it's telling myself that I do difficult things. I think that the challenges that come and hit us when we accept that it's difficult as a reason for you not to take action, that's when we start slipping. So as an example, you know, last year I did, my, I did a tour across the US. We did 90 days, 23 cities, and two thirds of the way through, I broke my neck. Uh, I was in a chair, I fainted, I passed out, hit my head on, on, the, on the wall and broke my neck in two spots, had a concussion, compressed my spine, was in tons of pain. And everybody was saying, well, when, Okay, what, how do we get you home to Toronto, Canada as soon as possible? Uh, my agent, my family, you know, and I said, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Like, this is my chance to show myself what I'm made of. At least try, at least try. And I finished the tour. Uh, I ended up, I was doing, you know, seminars and speaking gigs. And I ended up sitting at the front of the room with ice packs on me for four hours, not moving. And, and thinking back on those moments, it's like that, that's taking the next step up on that leadership mountain, right? For the self-leadership, which then inspires other people as well. So I have three trigger words, scary, difficult, or hard. If I say those words, if I think those words, if I write those words, that means I have to then go do that thing because I want to teach myself that I do difficult things. And especially when the difficult thing is somebody else's opinion of us. Right? Leaders are so afraid of making a mistake that they don't make any call of all, which is the ultimate mistake. So if you're afraid to make a YouTube video sharing your thoughts, what are you really afraid of? You're afraid of the judgment. You're afraid somebody's going to watch it and give some kind of negative comment or feedback. Uh, if you're going to stand up and I've got Howard Schultz on my wall behind me, who's a, a leader of Starbucks. Why? Because there was a guy at a shareholders meeting. Starbucks was the first company, big company in the U.S. to uh, recognize same-sex rights. Uh, and somebody in the audience said, well, why are you, why, you're a coffee company. Why are we talking about same-sex marriage? Like, who cares? Like, just focus on coffee. And he said, I was expecting a typical CEO answer, you know, boring, vanilla, kind of plain. 
And he said, the lens through which we see the world is through the diversity of our employees. And with respect, if you don't like what we're doing, feel free to sell your shares in Starbucks and go buy another company, which kind of blew my mind. I wasn't expecting that from a typical CEO. And I, I think that most people, most leaders are afraid to actually follow through on their convictions because of the potential judgment. So whether it's me breaking my neck, whether it's me having guests like Gary or, or Tony on my channel, there's always that self-doubt voice. There's always that, well, that's too hard. That's too difficult. That's too scary. And I want to eradicate that from my thinking that, no, I do difficult things. So is that something you set yourself every day as a challenge to do something scary, difficult or hard? Um, I could probably do a better job of it, to be honest. I don't intentionally look at my calendar for the next month and say, okay, what's the scary thing? And I'm going to, you know, plop in on this day. Uh, it's more trigger based. So if I say scary, difficult, or hard, the other one I call the boom, boom, boom test, where if my heart's beating quickly, <laughs> you feel it more. Like some people say things, scary, difficult, hard, verbal, the boom, boom, boom is your heart beating like this. Uh, it's you're feeling it more. So either one of those, that means I have to go up and do it. I'm finding micro moments all the time to do it as opposed to intentionally trying to plan to do it. Um, you know, as examples on an airplane uh, last year when I was flying to, uh, I forget where I was flying, doesn't matter, but I was super tired. And so I had my, my eye mask on on the plane. And when we landed, we had a stopover. I'm getting out of the plane, ready to walk out. And I realized I still had my eye mask on on my head, just over here. And then I said, okay, I should take that off. But what was the reason to take it off? You know, part of it, cause it's not practical to walk around with an eye mask on your head, but also cause I was afraid of walking through the Texas airport with an eye mask on my head. And so because that was part of the, of the reason, right? I'm afraid now I have to do it. And so now I walk through, not just sit in the, in the lounge at the airport, I'm walking through the whole airport with the mask on my, uh, on my head like this. I'm making Instagram content and doing DMs to people just to make it more scary, to, just to teach myself. And for some people, they got this DM from me. That's the first DM they've ever gotten of me <laughs> with an eye mask on, like who's this crazy guy walking through the Texas airport? Because I think one of the biggest reasons why we don't take action is other people's opinions of us, the, the potential fear of judgment. You'll sing in the shower, but you won't sing on the street corner. Why? judgment. And so I want to, anytime I catch it, I'm not purposely saying I'm going to go and wear a dress on the street corner this afternoon just to test it. Um, but I don't want those to be good enough reasons, the scary, difficult, hard for me not to go and take action. So how would you suggest um, that could relate to somebody else in, in terms of kind of being more um, stepping outside of their comfort zone? Could you give them a couple of tips to say, go and do something that stretches you a bit? I mean, what would you say there? I think step one is understand that you just believe in your big ideas. Ideas came to you. Even the idea, the idea for this show at the beginning, maybe you thought this was crazy. How many other mother son podcasts are there out there? You know, I've been on a lot of shows. I haven't, I haven't really, I don't think we've done one. I've done a father daughter one, but I haven't seen a mother son one. Right. <laughs> so, you know, logically it doesn't make sense. And, and there might be lots of limiting beliefs in there where if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, Hey, what do I know about leadership? I'm still young. I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. What, what maybe you mom have all this experience, but I don't know what I'm doing yet. And that might prevent me from doing the show, but you're like, no, I'm, I'm still going to go off 
and do it. And, and I have a perspective to share, right? So trust the big ideas. When the ideas come to you, I think when you're feeling bold, confident, alive, inspired, and an idea comes to you, that's actually the thing you should be doing. And then your brain talks you down from doing it the next day and the next day and the next day. We have these like moments of inspiration and then our brain talks us down from doing it because it's designed to keep us safe because yeah. it understands a world that currently exists, not one that could be created, right? So trust your big ideas. When you get that idea to say, I'm going to start a podcast with my mom. Great. <laughs> start, right? Like don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till mom's birthday. Don't wait till January 1st or whatever. Like today we're going to make our first episode. And so, you know, just using you guys as an example, but, no, but no. that idea, you get an idea, find the smallest possible way to just get started right now because the biggest thing missing for people is just momentum. I think you, I don't, you must have made, maybe planted a camera in this room or something, Evan, because you pretty much hit the nail on the head there with what you said. It's now about the podcast. There's been a couple of times we've had guests on and, uh, you know, they've said some really insightful stuff on leadership. And I feel, as I am still quite young, they, they say certain things and it sounds, you know, it's very insightful. It, it makes a lot of sense. And I think, well, I don't really know. Sometimes there's been times where I think like, I'm not really sure how I can add kind of any more value to on top of what they said. So that, that was a really good point. And I think that ties in with what you said about, you know, you've got a like hashtag believe and believe in yourself and having these big ideas and just going out there and going for it. And, you know, not letting those limiting beliefs hold you back. If it feels a bit uncomfortable, if it feels kind of hard, scary, or whatever it might be, then, you know, I think, that's, I think you really described that well. It was like a good indicator. You just got to get on and, and do those things and push towards the big dreams you got. I think we play small by default. Mm -hmm. I think we, I think we play small, uh, unintentionally, but, but on autopilot. And it's in those moments when you can actually catch it, that then you have the choice to, to make the decision. So if you're saying, Hey, I want to, I'm going to launch, I'm, you're in the shower. I'm going to launch this new show with my mom about leadership. Right. And then, and then maybe the immediate thoughts are, Oh, wow. I mean, she has so much experience. I don't know what I'm doing. Who are our guests going to be? What questions am I going to ask? I've never led a big team or whatever. Right. It's being able to catch those thoughts and recognize that that's just your fear thinking instead of letting the autopilot continue. And then when you catch it, even though you may be right, right? Like, all of those points, you believe them because they're true. Yeah. Great. That's not a good enough reason not to do it. <laughs> I'm going to learn. I'm going to get better. And we can apply that for anything, anything. I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to write my book. Who's going to read my book? I want to make a song, right? Like the voices inside our head are the reasons why we're not taking action. And, and they're based in truth because you wouldn't believe a lie. You know, you wouldn't believe something that's totally uh, out of the blue that doesn't exist in your life. So there's, they're based in truth, but but how do you get better at the thing? You practice, you get into the game, you do it. If, if you did an episode a week for a year, you're going to, you're going to become a, a much better leadership expert than you were a year ago, yeah. right? By getting the game and doing it. So trusting those big ideas and then just taking immediate action on them. When did you learn that? Um, was there a point in your life when you kind of understood that? You know, I just realized that every, I wish somebody had taught it to me, right? It wasn't like I saw that in a textbook or somewhere, or, or maybe I did and I just blocked it out. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I realized that every major jump that I made in my life was because I did something that I was afraid to do. And at, in the earlier stages of my life, I used to live through regret minimization. So I would look at the scenario. What I would do if I were you with the podcast idea, I would say, if I don't, this podcast is going to be the greatest podcast in the history of the world. And I'm going to be 120 years old, sitting on my rocking chair and, you know, in an old age home and looking back on my life 
and realize I made the, the biggest mistake ever just because I was too afraid. So I would make the future pain because the current pain is scary, right? It's painful. You might make a mistake. You might say something stupid. You might, you might embarrass yourself in front of a prestigious guest who you look up to. Like those are all, I'm not going to tell you, no, you're going to be great. No, you're, you're probably going to suck at the beginning. That's okay. I mean, like anything else, you ride a bike and you fall over. Like that's part of learning. But I would, so that's a real pain. I would make the, the future pain so big that this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the, the world's greatest podcast. This is going to be the best moment of my life to bond with my mother in this window of time, right? Like we could do something together and I'm going to cherish that forever. And if I don't do it, I'm going to hate my life. And I would use powerful language like that to then force me to go off and do the thing. Uh, I don't do that anymore because I just now shortcut that path and just say, no, it's scary, difficult, hard. So I have to do it just because. Awesome. Evan, I'm conscious of the time. If I could perhaps just ask you one last question to, to summarize what we've talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the really inspiring things that you sort of share is about, you know, um, what we touched on just now is about really chasing your dreams and going after those really big goals that you have. Do you think you could quickly summarize and perhaps in sort of three tips that you might share with, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs or leaders or whoever it might be, three kind of actionable tips or points that they could use to really go after and chase down those big goals? Yeah. So one, I would say apply what I call the 2% difference. The 2% mm -hmm. difference is as soon as you get an idea for something, we like to plan to get to hundred percent. We plan for what it's going to look like as opposed to just starting. So what's the first 2%. So if you want to start a podcast with your mom, instead of worrying about the, the gear and the questions you're going to ask and the guests you're going to have and the lighting and the microphone and all this stuff, you take out your phone and you record your first episode today. Like that's yeah. the first 2%. Just find the first 2%. Step number two, I'd say is expect to suck. Just expect it not to go well. <laughs> like anything else, right? At the beginning, like the riding the bike, you're going to fall off at the beginning. Just expect it to be a train wreck. It doesn't mean that you suck as a human. It just means you don't have the skill set yet, right? And how do you get the skill set? By practicing, by, by doing it. So, so don't expect, the problem is you know what a good, you know what a good thing looks like? You know what a good podcast looks like? And then you go and make your first one and realize, oh my gosh, it's nowhere close. <laughs> and so, and then we internalize that to say we suck because we can't do that yet, right? It's like, no, it's just yet. You practice, you'll get there. So just, I expect to suck at the beginning of everything that I do. And it allows me to go and create. Um, and then step number three, I'd say is just a consistency, right? Like getting up every day and doing another episode, another show, write another Patriot book, sing another song. I've made 7,000 videos on YouTube. It took me... Uh, five years to go from zero to 7,000 subscribers on YouTube. And then five years, the next five years from 7,000 to 2 million. Christ. And I think, I think most people can get there faster. <laughs> you know, like you can go back and watch my first videos. They weren't very good. Uh, I think in your podcast, I think in the first five years, you can get more than 7,000 people, you know, subscribing and following you. Um, I think most people can get there faster, but it's just that consistency. So, you know, the 2% difference, the willingness to just start, then two, expect to suck at the beginning. And then three, wake up every day and keep honing your craft and you'll win. Awesome. Thank you. Now, I know you've got a packet of Doritos still on your desk. And I love that when I read that that's a challenge to you every day that you don't open them. <laughs> so yeah. and they're unopened. Well, good. And let me, I'll just grab it. This is, this is a big bag, right? Like this isn't yeah. just some little bag. When you see it in the background, it looks tiny, but this is a big bag. And 
my strategy, people ask me like, are you sponsored by Doritos? Why are they there? And no, I don't think Doritos would ever sponsor me because the strategy is called damn the Doritos where yeah. this, this is back to the, I do difficult things. Yeah, my mouth is watering right now. Yeah. Just, I could smell it. I could you taste feel it. The oh, like, oh, the crunch, like, mm, oh my gosh. And I'm fast. I haven't eaten anything all day today yet. Uh, so I just want to destroy this whole bag right now. And, but instead it's the, no, I'm stronger than the Doritos. Damn the Doritos, right? I can do this. And people ask, doesn't that reduce your willpower the more it's around? Like, no, this builds my willpower. This is improvement of my self-confidence and my self-esteem, my self-love. Um, I had a friend who, with his morning coffee, always had sugar and wanted to get rid of the sugar. And he tried all this time to get rid of sugar. And so what he did, kind of inspired by this, he, he, he had the cup of coffee and then had the saucer. And he put two packs of sugar on the saucer. And then he brought it up, drank the coffee, and then put it back down. And then just a high of, of, I just beat that sugar. Yeah. I just did that. You know, when somebody brings me Doritos, I remember at an event, somebody brought Doritos and my, uh, my favorite kind is a, is a, is a smaller bag, but they brought it. Said, Hey, you want some Doritos? I took the bag, brought it up to me, took a big smell in like, Oh, you just the whole, like you feel it in your bloodstream and it just feels amazing. And then I gave the bag back to him and, and the feeling of like, I am damn the Doritos. I am stronger yeah. than this. I think, I think showing yourself every, it's just another example of it. Showing yourself every day that you do difficult things is the thing that gets you to having more self-love, more self-confidence, more self-respect to then go off. Like doing this allows me to create better YouTube videos because I believe in myself more. Awesome. I love that. Thanks very much for sharing that, Evan. Um, thank you very much for everything you've shared on this podcast. You know, it's really been insightful. And I, I loved everything that you, we've talked about. It's been uh, really, really um, fantastic to share what, what we've talked about. Um, I just want, obviously, we've got, well, we're pretty much over time. Is there anything else you want to share with our, our listeners, our guests, anything that's going on in your life right now that you want to share and talk about? Just make today count. You learned anything from this. You got inspired by anything to this. Apply the 2% difference and make today count today, not tomorrow, not next year, not on your mom's birthday today. Awesome. Well, thank you very much from both of us, Evan. Really appreciate your time and um, wish you all the best. Very big thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you for the much. love.